Hey Radio Nonsense listeners, if your grotty bleaters, sorry, grown-ups, want to help support this podcast, then they can sign you up to the Linda Edition via Apple Podcasts or Acast Plus. The Linda Edition is a version of this very show where adverts appear as often as Linda does, which is never. Yes, including this annoying advert at the beginning. You'll also get the podcast a whole day earlier than everyone else, and you never know, if enough people sign up, there might be bonus content too. Get those grotty bleaters to hit the button on Apple Podcasts, or find the confusing link in the podcast blurb to do it on Acast+. Plus. Linda? You hear that, Linda? You have your own edition of the show, Linda? You are listening to... Comedy Club for Kids presents... Hello and welcome to Radio Nonsense, the official and very cold Comedy Club for Kids podcast for all ages from to and everything very chilly in between. I'm Tin and uh, why is it so cold in here today? It shouldn't be cold. Even though it's now winter, I've made sure that everything in here at Comedy Club for Kids HQ is as cosy as it can be. I mean, I've wrapped all the stinky hippos in their own individual woolly sock. I've put all the farting animals under a duvet, which actually, now I think about it, that's a a pretty terrible idea. And lifting that duvet up at some point is going to release the world's biggest fart cloud, which could be... Really terrifying. Awful. Well, terrible idea. Oh, oh, well, at least I won't have to think about it till spring. Oh, spring will be warm. I- I'm wrapped up in 12 blankets. I'm wearing 16 woolly hats, 400 pairs of socks, 900 scarves and 120,000 pairs of gloves. I'll be honest, I can't actually move much at all. So it's going to get very awkward if I need to have a wee. Everyone always says wrap up warm when it gets nippy outside, but no one ever warns you that once you're wrapped up warm, you can't really do anything because you're wearing so many clothes. Actually, that's not true. I could um, I could roll down a hill very well and then sit still. So maybe I could be used to like block up a hole in a wall or... No, I, th- I think that's probably it. But I am very cosy. Or at least I was until about 30 minutes ago when it started getting very, very cold. Linda! Linda! Why is it so cold, Linda? And I've left all these hot cups of tea for you, Linda, but you don't seem to be drinking them, Linda. Oh, oh well, maybe maybe she doesn't like tea. Or maybe she, she doesn't exist. I just don't know. What? Why is there a freezing cold breeze blowing through here? That doesn't make any sense. I can't see any open doors or windows. Oh, hang on. I can't see any doors or windows. Or walls. Where has CC4KHQ gone? No wonder I'm freezing. I'm basically outside. <coughs> Penguins? Well, none of this makes sense at all. I'm pretty sure Comedy Club for Kids HQ had walls and doors and it wasn't just me sitting at a desk outside all along. I mean, they were definitely there before I put all my layers on. Hang on a second. What day is it today? You, Penguin, what day? (coughs) Penguin's day? Oh, no. I must have got so cosy, I've basically been hibernating. I've probably been asleep for at least a week. That doesn't explain the penguins, though. I mean, what are you all doing here? (laughs) Just waddling through. But this isn't a through route, it's the CC4KHQ building. You're meant to at least have a lanyard to get in. I don't know what's going on, but I do wish it was a little bit warmer. Oh, hang on, I know what might warm me up. Some of your jokes and reviews. Let me just get them from this pile of frozen papers. Ah, right. First up, this joke in a review for the show from... Hagaver Zero? Hagaver? Hagaver Zero? I don't know. Anyway, they're in the United States. And this is such an excellent joke. Thank you so much to Hagaver Zero for this. Also, very exciting that you're like the sort of Zero Hagaver. You're like the prequel one. You were there way before the others. It's very cool. Um, Their joke, anyway, is this. <clears throat> Why do fish live in salt water? Because... Pepper water makes them sneeze. <laughs> Amazing. That is so funny. And that has actually warmed me. Oh, that's warmed me right up. 
it is funny, isn't it, to think that there's salt water, but there is no pepper water. I mean, it'd be great if there was both those things and then also dinner water and you could put the other two waters on it to season it and then just sort of drink a glass and be hydrated and full up at the same time. I need to write this down as something to invent. Thanks, Hagover Zero, for the nice review and the brilliant joke and also the excellent idea. Uh, Clever Fish from Australia also gave us a lovely review and said, this podcast is good and it makes me happy and I listen to it every day. Well, thanks, Clever Fish. And obviously, you're such a clever fish, you've managed to type that up and post it on the internet. I mean, that's very clever for a fish. How did you do that? Did you use your fish fingers? Hmm, curious. Uh, and then what's more curious is they said, waiting for next season to listen, so please make it soon. Next season? Well, I know it's summer in Australia right now. Are you not allowed to listen to this podcast until it becomes autumn again? Or do you mean next seasoning? Have you got too much pepper water to drink and you keep sneezing your headphones out? I'm not really sure, but I, I do hope you work it out because this season of Comedy Cover Kids Radio Nonsense just kept on going and it hasn't really stopped. Um, and then Ms. Mandiri in Singapore also reviewed the show and said, Nice. Thank. Well, Ms. Mandiri, you welk. Um, oh, that's warmed my heart, even if all the rest of me is still oh, very cold. Thank you for that, all of you. And don't forget, if you'd like to review the show, you can do it in most places that podcasts lurk, like Spotify or Apple Podcast. Uh, but you can also just ask your squeaky barbers, I'm sorry, grown-ups, to help you email us at podcast at comedyclubforkids.co.uk. And that way you can send in any jokes, any ways you like to keep warm, or questions that you need answered on this here show. And don't forget, if you have any Christmas or winter questions, then please get them sent in by December the 14th so I can have them ready for our special Christmas guest. Please do check out our Comedy Club for Kids live shows at comedyclub4kids.co.uk as we're doing a few Christmas-based ones and you can grab our t-shirts and book at comedyclub4kids.store. Oh, I really wish we sold big jumpers too. I think I need to wear another 600 of them. Oh, I suppose I'd better find out where our walls and doors and windows have gone, but that does mean moving and I'm wearing so many clothes I'm just not sure I can. Let me give it a try. Uh, uh, oh, oh dear. Okay, while I work this out, you get listening to this week's most important bit. For centuries, cold remained a perplexing mystery. I am delighted to say that on this week's Radio Nonsense podcast, I am joined by Tom Skelton, a.k.a. Tom Tom Skelton, friend of the Pelicans, a.k.a. T. Skelzy, Esquire, the Whoopteenth, and as all our Lao-speaking listeners know you, Saikon Nan Lak Ayo Osung Kakong Kone. But of course, you are most famous for being the only human to be elected as the representative for Blue Whales at the 2011 Hydrovision Song Contest, for your chef work in charge of the only 12 Michelin star winning restaurant, the Parp and R armadillo because of your star meal the forage where diners have to go and find something for themselves to eat from the bins and for your amazing ability to always know what someone did last wednesday uh tom it's a delight to have you on the show how are you yes i am very well dan and i hope that you enjoyed your visit to our restaurant last wednesday um the pelicans <sighs> were delighted by your company oh my god i was gonna say how do you know but i spoke we were we, we there was that I know. Uh, I just know what everyone did last Wednesday. Of course, you know? you, of course, you do. That is, I mean, that is Im- impressive. And and, and yeah, I've, I, I had a great time. I have to say, I really enjoyed um, ordering uh, a meal and then having to go and find it for myself outside. That really well, brought it's just we let your imagination guide you. You see, Tin, and we let your imagination guide you, as yes. as the blue whales say. Yes, yes. Well, I mean, well, it was great. I had, uh, I found half an egg mayonnaise sandwich. Uh, yeah. That was really good. Uh, two yes. old crisps and um, an acorn, and then a, a yogurt lid that somebody hadn't licked, which I, I find quite weird. Oh yeah. Well, the mystery is, we, you know, I, even I don't know how the chefs knew to put that on the menu. So um, yeah, it's... well done for ordering it and then finding it. It's. I mean, it's incredible. So you don't know how they do it, but but it is your creation. I mean, there's something something very magical about how all that works, and I I admire and respect it. And you know, it's obviously why you you've won twelve Michelin stars, which um, yeah. I I understand you didn't even have space for on the sign. No, we actually we only had space for ten. So we've now we we decided to get a new sign, but then it looks like you know two out of ten doesn't look very good. So we we've decided to stick with ten, and then just um yeah just just right in in brackets underneath we've got, <laughs> we've got another two by the way that's that's really nice but i like it as a sort of it's also quite a nice surprise you know wow 10 oh and another two you know it's i think that that adds a little bit extra to it 
rather than just putting it all there in front of you. You're allowing other people to kind of realize that there's even more to it than than they thought, which is, um, I mean, it's, it's, it's very exciting. It's very, and every, you know, your work with the whales sounds very, it was a beautiful uh, entry that year, but I understand it's something that you've, you've continued to do since, uh, 2011. Um, you still still working with them right now? I am, you know, I I mean, the pelicans tend to, they fly me out there above Mm. the Pacific ocean. And then because they have their pelican sight, they can they can spot whenever a whale is about to emerge and then they'll drop me down out of their their beak or their beak, their their mouth. The big the big bit at the end yeah, that they it's, swallow it's, with. A, it's a good you know what, you've just made a and obviously you're <laughs> friends with them, so you, you might know better than me, but it's a good question, is it? Because it is a it is a beak, but it is also a big big mouth. Like pelicans have got a big old mouth. Yeah. Bill maybe Bill. That's what you have at your restaurant, isn't it? At the end. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, is that is that right? That's true. Yes, it is a big old bill. I apologise for that. Um, we do have the fifty percent um, uh, service charge, but yes, yes, the pelicans drop me out of their bill or beak or mouth, and then directly onto one of the whales' backs, and then I go down with them uh, to the bottom of the ocean, and that's how I learn from them learn their song learn their their size and learn all about you know their um their, from their schools wow oh i mean because i um, i'm gonna i'm gonna land myself in in, in hot water here or perhaps just yeah. sort of salty seawater i am um, i'm gonna stereotype whales i always think they sound pretty miserable like whenever you hear a whale it's always and they you know i always think cheer up you're a big old whale. It's got to be all right, isn't it? Yeah, I think the problem is, you know, uh, certain languages, when you hear them, they do sound, um, if you're not used to hearing them, they do sound either angry or sad or abrupt or or just constantly happy. And I think that's just, if you don't know the language directly, then you will create your own stereotypes. And you've obviously got one about whales there. But I am so, I'm sorry about that. No, it's okay. I mean... They are known as the cows of the sea um, because of that are sort they? of underlying moo <laughs> sound. Is that right? Is that right? Is that, <laughs> can I check? Do they also, can you get, do you do, you do whale milk, whale cheese? Is that, or is that not a. Uh, um, no, we don't like where to. the comparison comes. They don't, right. Well, the thing is, we, yeah, it's very, we have tried it, but we, we just, you know, creating, we're getting that milk and not having it separate out into the, uh, the salt water is, is quite an impossible farming sure, technique that, would that we would be very eat. hard. Yes, that would make sense. And also, I imagine the milk itself would be very, it would taste of sea, seawater. That'd be really, so, it wouldn't be very nice. Yeah. I, I yeah although I have heard good things about certain salty milks. I think, I think yak's milk is, is meant to be quite salty. So, is it? Rule right. it out. Right. I'm, I'm sure I remember reading somewhere that yak's milk is pink, which also makes me think, but surely it shouldn't taste salty, it should taste of strawberry. That's yeah. the rule, I'd have thought, isn't it? That would be quite upsetting, isn't it? Like, have you ever had, um, have you ever had Inotto, which um, is this Italian drink that looks exactly like um, Coca-Cola or Pepsi or, you know, other other types of cola are available, Fritz Cola. And yet if you try this Kinotto, it does not. It's just horribly bitter. Like, um, oh, no. Yeah, like, oh, no. Yeah, it's just bitter and... I think it's that expectations when they are let down by reality. That's always one of the worst beings wow. in the world. But it, it'd I be imagine... great if you, if you knew someone who say drank too much uh, a cola and and you wanted them to stop and you'd be like, here, here's a cola for for you. Try this, yes. and then they drank it. We're like, this is the worst thing ever tasting. Be like, oh no, you must be allergic to cola. You better never drink it again. That's a good idea. Maybe, maybe I'm going to do that with a. I've got any friends that I'm worried about them rotting their teeth and i will yeah. present them with this uh kinotto is the uh kinotto. other thing to drink wow i'm gonna i i'm gonna look out for i i tried some um kom, kombucha the other day oh, and yeah. because people say it's like really healthy for you and it like I, I don't know what it does it's meant to be good for your stomach but it tastes like vinegar and i can't the only reason i think it's good for your stomach is because it will make you sick everything out so you've got nothing in your stomach, <laughs> and then it would be nice. Like I don't know why, why that would be nice. I don't know why people would like to drink that. 
Yeah, I think I think whenever my um my mum burns a pan, she puts vinegar in the pan, right? To uh, stop it um congealing or whatever. So maybe that same process is happening to our stomachs whenever we wow have kombucha. So it's just peeling everything off, and then you just do you just have a really horrid poo, and then... <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds... horrid. Horrid it sounds, poo, yeah. yeah, it sounds bad. Well, listen, I've gone off track. What I wanted to ask you is, you know, what what are the concerns of Wales right now? I, I don't really know. If it's nice to know they're not always sad, and I do apologise for my stereotyping of, of of Wales. If there are any Wales listening, I, I want you to know that you know I didn't mean that. I mean, I did a bit because I didn't really know otherwise, but I, you know, I didn't mean it. So, but what are they? What what are the main concerns? Or anything we we should be knowing about? Well, I mean, it's just um, it's difficult when uh people do have these um stereotypes of them like a, a lot of people a lot of people assume that whales are are slow and and ponderous um but actually they're moving extremely fast it's just that um you can't you can't appear to move fast if you're that big mm. and it's like a bus moving very, very fast. A bus moving at 70 miles an hour still looks slower than a sports car moving at 70 miles an hour because it just looks slow and lumbering. So right. whales want to be renowned because whales see that see each other as sort of agile and lithe and and swift little things, but because we see them as so large and lumbering. I mean, so that's their main concern. They just want to be well, known as swift and agile. Yeah, I was just going to say, you're making a good point. That I think that, you know, if a whale was to do a 100 metres race, yeah. like, it would cross the line, but we'd still be noticing its tail was at the start line. And we'd think, well, yes. you're really slow. But it's not, it's really quick. It's just that it takes so long for the back end bit to get where the front end bit is. Exactly. Like, I suppose in the Olympics, it would win um because it would be just as fast i mean you'd have to have this if it was in an olympic swimming pool yeah i don't i don't know what the rules would be would a whale be allowed to start in water or not <laughs> it would be unfair because they'd blow the whistle and they go oh you've won that would yeah. be the i don't yeah i think i think i think there'd be complaints uh people get you know quite funny about olympic rules and i think there'd be complaints but also i would like to see it yeah, I I think if a whale could start in a different body of water before it crossed the start line, I think that would be a good race. Um, a whale against Ian Thorpe or whoever nowadays is is the Olympic. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Michael Phelps uh, or something. Michael Phelps. Yeah, is it when when you say a different? So they'd have to be in a different, like in a separate tank or like a really big puddle, and then flop into the swimming pool from that. Yes. I think so. And I think, you know how in some trains there are, there are sort of like separate barriers and then you, it opens and then you're allowed on the train. Yes. I think yes. we could have this, but with a, a sort of fish tank or a whale tank. That's great. That's and that's great. what I think they're planning for um, Paris 2024. I think. Oh, I hope so. I sometimes think, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I, again, it's, it's. I think all those events are quite exciting. I do like them, but sometimes they need a bit of sprucing up and a bit of modernising. And I don't see why swimming events shouldn't have incredibly large sea mammals in them as well, just to keep them really interesting. You know, because then it will become a real battle of aquatic excellence. You know, you've yeah. you've got you know eight eight competitors in the Olympic final. You could have a Michael Phelps, um, a whale, a yeah. dolphin, yeah. And, you know, a piranha who might be intimidating other competitors, Ooh. obviously. A shark, they, look, they move very fast. And then stuff like jellyfish. Yes. You know, that I think you'd have a proper actual race to decide who is the quickest aquatic mammal or, or animal. Yes. Yeah. I think it would be, I, I think it would be good. You'd have to, it would be tricky because like jelly, jellyfish are like lots of, it's always confused me that lots of creatures in one creature. So then, would only one bit of the jellyfish have to move? So there'd have to be lots of careful rules as to what counts as one swimmer. Yeah, and and like, would a sea urchin be able to do it, or or would it just have to stay on the side? (laughs) You know, it's well. I mean, it's a it's a it's a lot to think about. Um, And I think hopefully the Olympics committee have thought this through. They do sort of tend to cover all this sort of ground. 
or, or yeah I, I should hope so i mean i sorry i think jellyfish often make me feel a bit sick so i don't, I don't know why yes. i brought them up to be honest yeah <laughs> They're so horrible. They are horrible, and yeah. that's why. Because that's when I—that was the thing I, I learned about them—that they're not one just jellyfish. They're like oh. lots of different organisms in one. But that makes it worse. It makes it much like, worse. Doesn't why it? are you hanging out to make that shape? Why would you oh. make a nicer shape? Yeah, it's yeah. really horrible. Yeah, yeah. They're like sort of someone snotted in the sea, and then it went for a swim, and it's just yeah. yeah. That pink. It's like yeah, sort of the living version of of yak's milk to bring it back to uh, <laughs> yeah have you, have you ever been stung by a jellyfish i have uh, many years ago i think probably when i was about i think when i was about seven and you don't you because they look sort of pretty uh, you've when you've been warned about them it's the biggest fear you know because obviously it was um it was in it was in mallorca so it wasn't where um there were no sharks, but they were the equivalent of sharks. And suddenly the, the sort of sting sort of come, travels up your foot and leg and you're Ooh. imagining the jellyfish like wrapping itself around you and eating you slowly. I think those oh. fears are all bound up with that. That is horrible. And can I, did you have to wee on it? Because that's how you fix a jellyfish sting, isn't it? You have to wee on it. Yeah. Which already shows you how awful jellyfish... Nothing should have a sting that you can only fix by weeing on it. That is horrible. No, I feel like... I can't remember it clearly enough, but I feel I feel like my dad might have weed on my leg. Is that? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <Help>, you know. <laughs> well, I, that's that's the heroic things that parents have to do for their kids. He's he's not he's not here to to defend himself. But I think I'll, I'll ask him next time I see him. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's why jellyfish are even worse because they make situations like that have to happen. Exactly. No one's you know. dad should have to wee on their leg. I mean, <laughs> well done your dad for doing it and saving you, but no one's dad should have to. That is horrible. That's a je- that's jellyfish's fault. It's not your fault. It's a bonding experience, I suppose. You can. Yeah. It's the silver lining. And bring it back to. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Well. Well. I mean, I've jumped out. I was going to ask just how, how you are. Are you well in general? Are you good apart from all your 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 pelican activity and your your chef work and. Yes, it, yes, I, I am. I mean, it does. It takes it out of you. I have to say the the pelican riding and the and then having to hold my breath for that long under under the oh, Pacific Ocean. Yes, yes, and the different languages. But yes, I I am I am well. I mean, I feel like um, I will. I'll have to get over to speaking about these these jellyfish. <laughs> of course, but I'm yeah, glad you talked it through. And I think that's the beginning, isn't it? That's the that, that they always says it helps to talk through these things, and I yeah. think if you can openly on a podcast say I hate jellyfish, I think that will help other people to hate jellyfish as well. I suppose if nothing else, and we can we can form a campaign, and um, I don't I don't really know what to do about it after that, but they're sort of everywhere. But yeah, they are. I mean, I, I think maybe I'll have to just try to bring back you know weeing on each other in in solidarity, you know, for yes pain yes. <laughs> pain relief. <laughs> Pain relief. You got oh, we got an itchy, got an itchy foot. Then um, you know, even if it's not a jellyfish, Someone just wee on it. suggest weeing on weeing on each other. Well, there you go. And then hospitals can just be full of you. Go to see a doctor. They wee on your foot, and um, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure it work out. That's why they take so many urine samples. Of course, yeah, that's very clever. Of course, so that you can you can. It's like sort of donating blood or something. If you donate your wee, <laughs> and then they throw it on someone else when when they have an injury. I'm sure that's how it works out. I'm sure if, if any doctors or nurses listen to this, let us know if, you know, you just throw we at people. Probably do, I think. Please yeah. do get in touch, doctors yeah. and nurses. Very important to know. Well, listen, Tom, I'm so, I'm so pleased that you had time to come on, on this podcast this week. I'm, and, and, you know, one of the reasons I've asked you, it's a pleasure to have you anyway, but one of the reasons I've asked you is we've got a question and I think you're the best person to answer it. But before we get to that important question, I've got oh, to do yes. some admin. There's yeah. always some admin with this show and... Um, you know, the first bit of this admin is that this is an audio podcast. And as I say to our listeners every week, most of them do listen to it with their ears, but they may listen with their bums or their knees. We don't discriminate, however they of want course. to do it. Um, but because it's an audio podcast, I just wondered if you had a favourite noise uh, that you could tell us about or preferably even make. Oh, yeah. I mean, I do. I was thinking about this in the last, well, the last five seconds since you've asked me. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. um, it's a long time. 
And I mean, the what's come to mind immediately is um, it's just the, the various different farting noises. But I, th- I feel like they are they are quite possible to um, to discriminate between. You know, there's the the parp, which is the the uh, is is the puff fart, which is like a sort of um, there's the the genuine fart, which is the um, and there are others. Those are the two the mm. oh wow. Um, I feel like me and my friend went through all of the different fart noises, but I'm gonna I'm not gonna go for a fart noise. I I think I'll go for my favourite noise is is probably the sort of slowly opening door oh you know the <laughs> that was very good that was very that was very but i was assuming that a door was opening somewhere behind you that is very good it's a fantastic noise that because it always again i, I don't discriminate against doors i feel like i'm just no. really being awful about uh other sort of creatures and objects sounds but again that that door sounds like it's having a terrible time yeah I mean, I, I wouldn't like it to be in my house regularly, and I don't like a slamming door. It puts me on edge. That sort of feeling, like you might be opening the door to a secret universe, mm. um, a secret universe of differently, um, yeah, differently categorised fart sounds. If, yeah. <laughs> if you, which I, I, I realised how much I thought about this um, once I started. So I decided to quickly move you know, away to the door. <laughs> that, the the categorised fart is incredibly useful because sometimes it's just very important to know what it is you're hearing and perhaps yeah. what the appropriate action would be to to take, depending on what you've heard. Is yeah. it change your trousers? Is it evacuate the space? You know, yeah. There's a lot of safety precautions. But also, I like that were a creaking door to open to a universe of farts, the slightly creepy, possibly even pain noise of a creaking door is then completely put at odds by, you know, hilarious sounds of farts. Yes, the, the hilarious world. Yeah, I mean, it's sort of like in the in the house of fun or the haunted house. That would be the it is the most interesting room, isn't it? Where are you going to get a pop? Are you going to get a puff, <laughs> a toot, a fart, it, or or even a medley? Is, are they farts of ghosts? Is it is it perhaps the ghost of a fart? Yes, it's the ghost of a, of ghosts of various different um, deceased. Tudor kings and Victorian merchants who've been eating all these uh, you know, these feasts <laughs> of uh, pheasants and, uh, and like sponge tarts and uh, and pigeon pies and and marrow. Um, what's that? Um, what's that thing? That sort of thing made of of semolina or a? Uh, oh my goodness! I've no oh, idea. Oh. What is what is that one? I, I mean, it's some. Um, I'm not sure if. Listeners are going to necessarily <laughs> like a gruel, like like a gruel type thing. What is it? Yes, gruel. Something like I, I, it will come. It will come to me. It will come to me. I'm going to have to. If I if I think of it after we've finished recording, I'm going to have to. Uh, Please send it, to... or if, if if during the rest of the podcast, if at any point, just shout it. Just stop whatever you're doing. Yes. Shout the word. I think it'd be it's like you a, know, it's like a pastry, but it's like oh, it's like it's sort of like yellowy, sinewy. Sort of crinkled, and it's like an old Victorian pie where it's like a parcel that stuff is like stuffed into. Oh, a sip, a suit, a suet, a suet, suet pudding. Right, yeah, right, nice, nice. Yes. Yeah. So, if the listeners can imagine, you know, might want to look up after this, like sort of this suet pudding that a, a sort of fifty-three-year-old. Victorian merchant who's who's bursting out of his shirt and he's he's got those um those straps that come down to you the brace the braces and the breeches that they're bursting out of and slowly these these farts are escaping from their their two very um rounded fulsome cheeks <laughs> that is an incredible image and and I think because these are obviously in the days before kombucha as well so they couldn't just pour vinegar in and, and, and poo it all out so you know exactly. and ghosts are always w- wailing in pain and i'd have thought if you eat that that much stuff that's gonna 
going to cause you some real issues. Yeah. Yeah, I think we, rather than ghosts who have who are wailing because they've died in a horrible, secretive way, let's just have these ghosts who have just if they've they've, they've passed away peacefully, but we're just they're stuck eating the most. Um, <laughs> they've got indigestion. They've revolting got food. <laughs> I like that. I like that. It also makes it a lot less spooky if, you know, you could just wander around with some Gaviscon or Orkham Beach or whatever it is and just sort of, you know, you open a creaking door into a scary room for the ghosts and they go, oh, have a sip of this. And oh, thanks. And then they're all fine. Exactly. And it also it has a logical conclusion as to why ghosts are formed of this sort of gaseous substance. They They are become their own sort of memories of their farts sort of thing. <laughs> Of course, I like I I think that's beautiful, and I think you've solved probably one of the world's great. We haven't even got to the main question we need to solve, but I think you've already solved one the one of the most incredible mysteries of why are ghosts like that, and it's because they've sort of become their own. They've become their own farts, which is wow. That's big. That's pretty well. Thank you, Tom. I, I wasn't expecting that, and I have to say it was a fantastic creaking door noise. So thank you for that too. Um, thank you. Now, you know, now listen. There's more. I I feel that that's big enough to which probably just end there and all all go home, but. I've got to ask yes. you another admin question, which is, uh, oh, yeah. you know, this is a this is a family friendly show. It's suitable for people of all ages, any age you can imagine. Can you imagine an age? Uh, nineteen. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, so, totally suitable yeah. for nineteen. Absolutely suitable for all ages. Not one hundred. Long story, won't go into it. But every other okay. age, totally fine. Yeah, absolutely fine. Hundred okay. and ninety nine. Also, it's 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 a complicated, but you know, you have to have rules, and um. Because it's suitable for all ages, I just wondered if there are any rude words you won't be saying so we can make sure this podcast is safe for everyone. I won't be saying um, nincompoop. Oh, oh, oh. Oof. Wow, thank you. P- yeah, please sorry about that. No, no, thank you. Well, thank you for not saying it. Um, oh, yeah, sorry. You, you know, because, I, yeah. yeah. I won't say it again. Don't, don't say nincompoop. I won't say nincompoop. No. And if you don't say nincompoop, then we'll make sure no one says it. On the, because I think that's the sort of word that could get, I mean, not just this podcast shut down, probably the internet. Yeah, I won't say nincompoop ever again. And if you catch me saying nincompoop one more time, and I'll be the nincompoop, if you know yes, what I mean. Yes, well, yes. And I mean, you know, because it, it doesn't even need saying it. it's not only, not only is yeah. nincompoop, so it's got, the last bit of it is poop. So you're, yeah. you're like double, it's, it's awful. And I, and I just thank you, Tom. I appreciate you not saying it. I'll, I'll never say Lincoln Poop again. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's appreciated. Um, well, now listen, Tom, the, the question I've got you here for, um, I, you know, this is a big question and yeah. um, it's been sent in by someone who who, who says they're, na- well, they are an axolotl named Darren. Um, an axolotl? Yes. And I, well, that's what they, they, they say, an axolotl named Darren. And I, and I, I don't want it, it could be that that's, that they're not, an, that they're a human and their first name is yeah. an axolotl and their surname is named Darren. It could be True. that they are an axolotl, but it, it's a very formal way of announcing themselves. Because I don't go around saying I'm a human called Tiernan, and you don't say I'm a yeah. human called. You know, I'm I'm a horse called Dave. It, it's so it's weird they wouldn't just put Darren, comma an axolotl. So well, I, I, I know a few axolotls. So you know, it's not that and they do like podcasts. I've heard the axolotls. Right. Right. Yeah. I am. Um, I, I. I. I fear. I. I fear. I fear that. Um, audience might be mainly axolotls really yeah really yeah they've got they've got more ears so they can listen to more podcasts at once and they can listen to distinctive things it's like having you know lots of different headphones into lots of different things they've got um they've got 11 ears and they can listen to 11 different things simultaneously taking them all in different parts of the brain wow. or something and that's that's fascinating but also because the eleven is tricky because ten—that's that's five pairs of headphones. But then you've got the one. Yeah, is that just one one AirPod or how, how do you do? That? I think they just wait till one set of headphones is slightly broken, and then they just keep all of those right, and use sense. them in the eleventh. They're very clever. I also worry then because you, you, podcasts could mostly be axolotls, but also it could just be just a couple of axolotls all listening to this a number of times. True. That is. Uh, yeah, that is true. Yeah. Well, look, if one of them's Darren. I suppose. Yeah, true. It's nice. Well, it's you know. good to have him. And it, I don't know, what else is Darren listening to? You wonder. Yeah, that's true, actually. I do wonder. You know, I hope it's 
it could be it could be your 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 whale music that you're hoping compose it could be True. um it could be i hope it's not a sort of because this is the radio nonsense podcast i hope he's not listening to like like the no nonsense podcast which is really serious and very boring yes um, you know i so i hope it's i hope it's other things that complement this show um i hope so i hope so and um yeah, well, if we'll give him a bit of whale song, I will come in with a bit of the whale song at some point. And I, I won't warn you; I'll just okay. start so that Aaron will have that to enjoy as well at some point. I, I'm very excited, and I'll try and forget you said it, so it can yeah. be a beautiful surprise. Um, well, well, listen, Darren has asked uh, an accidental name to Darren. I'll give a full yeah. title. Um, and we'll go through this question. But how do you tell a blind man what colours are? And I should say, he's put blind man hasn't said. Uh, a blind woman or a blind uh, a dog or a blind he's gone very specifically for a, a blind man and i don't know again if that's somebody who's visually impaired or somebody who sells blinds i don't know if that's what they might be if somebody who, who goes around and says this would look lovely in your kitchen i i don't know so i don't know how you wish yeah. to interpret it but that is what darren has asked i suppose um yeah it's you're right. There are multiple ways you could interpret this question, aren't there? Um, I, I suppose I, I feel I feel possibly more qualified to answer this than most um, because I am I am a blind man. I, right. I'm I'm registered blind, so I'm right. severely sight impaired. Is the legal definition? I am. Um, I have. Uh, I have 5% vision, so they say, the doctors tell me, which means I, you know, I can only see 5% of things that most people can see. Um, and most people, most people who are blind, who are registered blind, um, have some form of sight, some right. Right. bit of blurry sight or very reduced sight in the, in the middle or on the edges. Um, Oh, yes, I, as one of these people, I do feel more qualified. Mm. However, it also means that I know how difficult it is to answer that question. So let's, put, let's just, um, first of all, just wonder whether the axolot, the axolotl, mm. apologies, yeah. Yeah. apologies, you, Darren. You just, what you described there was a lot of axes, which is different <laughs> to, I don't think Darren, I mean, maybe Darren is a lot of axes. Yeah, this is very tricky. Okay, well, sorry, honest, even, though I, to, yeah. even though I know that axolotls are friends with the with the whales, I actually I've never actually seen one. It might be because they've never been within, you know, my my five percent mm. field of vision, or I've never seen a photo up close. So there could be it could just be a lot of axes, like the jellyfish, just bound oh together as a series of axes, horrible axes. Wow, that's that's mind blowing. I hadn't. Wow, that's that's quite something to think about, actually. And it might explain the eleven ear because each axe would need its own ear. Yes. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, maybe they would be at these Tudor feasts and banquets, cutting up the. It all wow. links back. Wow! <clears throat> Absolutely, <laughs> yes, yes, it really does. Well, listen, you know, I just have to obviously before, before you you were about to say that obviously because you are more qualified, but I should, you haven't sold anyone a blind before, have you? You don't. You no, don't I haven't. Blind. I mean. No. No, I, I I do think it's important to consider whether Aaron means blind blind merchants um, like Venetian blinds, um, and it could just be that Darren does not like um, the blinds that he has seen in people's houses, whether they're Venetian yes. blinds or standard sort of blinds from Argos or Marks and Spencers. Yes. I'm not sure yes. if you can. <laughs> find I don't them know. There. <laughs> As you can tell, I've not really got much experience of these, but mm. if Darren's never liked the, the aesthetic, like maybe there's, you know, red and green blinds together and things, well, you've got to be able to tell these blind sellers um, what colours are because these mm. colours don't go together. Maybe that's Darren's complaint. And if so, we need to hear more. Like what are the terrible colour combinations that that this yeah. axolotl has experienced? Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's the it's worst colour combination, do you think? Uh oh, um, I think like beige and anything, yeah. but then and then then possibly yeah, I don't know things that really uh horribly contrast like probably like a green and a pink or something mm. 
is a bit too much. It's a bit, yeah. And interestingly, I do think the most come the, the most most common. Ooh, oh. oh wow, wow! Yes. That was oh, that was beautiful. Just thank that you. Was, that was There's more where that came from. Um, yeah. The most common color uh, color blindness, not full blindness, is is red and green, isn't it? It's red right. and green. Um, should never be seen uh, because I think of that color blindness. Yeah. Um, so, and uh, I do remember after I lost most of my sight due to a uh, little, uh, you know, a, a genetic condition. Right. Um, one of the first realizations I had was was watching a football match where it was Liverpool playing, and because they play in all red, I couldn't tell where some of the Liverpool players were. Whether they were the grass wow. or whether they were. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And can I ask, did that in a way make it more exciting? Because then it would have been quite a surprise when a, a ball came from out of nowhere. Yes, exactly. I mean, I was I was astounded that this um that this other team, whoever it was, let's call them call them uh, Leeds United, uh they were losing to this team of uh, of essentially ghosts. You know, <laughs> Farting ghost. Um, so I think in terms of colour, in terms of how you t- describe colours to a blind man, so there, I think there are some, some people who can see a very small amount. And for those people, they generally can see certain colours. So if you get up close enough, if you see it on, a, on an image or... You can tell a color. You can't tell all the colors necessarily, but you can tell some colors. So those people can sell, tell colors. Some people, if they lose their sight, you can explain that to them a lot more easily because right. I know, even though I, I'm now thinking that Liverpool are playing in green, molding into the pitch, I know what the colors were. I'm using my memory. People who lose their sight are using their memory. But Darren, the axolotl, has actually picked up on a very interesting question because I remember talking to someone who who teaches blind children um, about visual concepts. That is one of the problems that is very difficult. How can you teach the concept of purple when they've never seen purple, when they never will see purple? And really, it's it's kind of an impossible question because at least with a river, it's quite hard to explain what a river is. You can at least go to a river. You can touch it. You yeah. can walk along the edge of it. You can feel the difference between the land and the water. Whereas actually purple, to go hard. about describing purple um, is extremely difficult. So some people... Some teachers or some artists have different sounds um, to represent colours. And there's no full system of this um, that I know of. There could be, and I'm just ignorant. You know, I spend most of my time (laughs) with pelicans and whales. uh, You're very very sound focused, I think. And I would love to know what sound, because if someone said to me, describe purple, I don't know what I'd do. I don't know how I'd say it's purpley. That's not very helpful. Um, it's not. You can't even sort of say like red. You sort of go, it's warm, like it's warm, it's hot or, or blue. You can maybe say cold. Purple, it's just sort of there and it's, it's squiggly, maybe. I don't know. Uh, squiggly, know. though, that's interesting. Do you, do you feel like, I feel like there's a certain sort of jazzy, yes. jazziness to purple, like a sort of, <laughs> and a sort of squiggly, <laughs> yeah. and that's a bit squiggly as well. Yes, I think that's that's it, isn't it? It's, it sort of feels like, yeah, kind of a cool. It it feels like uh, people are quite relaxed and chilled, but you know, but I don't know. It's, it can be quite calming. It's very yes. hard though. But I'd love to know: is there a noise? It's just like this is purple, or like or like you did a nice jazzy noise. It's it's tricky. And then other other colors. I don't know. Pink, just ah ah. It's sort of ah. quite bright. Yeah, yeah. Bright and and kind of cheeky. Cheeky yes. and innocent. And I think there are certain 
art galleries, and I don't know if it's been systemized across the world, but certain art galleries use sounds to tell blind people what colors are there. And I know that there are certain programs and certain um, certain apps or whatever where that tells you what color something is by using a sound. And I'm not sure if it's universal or if there's any attempt to make it universal. But it's kind of amazing, isn't it? The idea that someone might have a concept of purple. Based, I think we all have a concept of the sound of a color, potentially. Like you said, the ah! with with pink and the with purple. And I suppose blue is meant to be a bit, mm, a bit sort of solemn, a bit more whaley. Yeah. And red a bit more like fiery and can, can, I, can, I you, can I put you to the test it I think you know and I think you, you've very succinctly I, I think um it's a very difficult question and I think hopefully an axel someday down is is getting a lot from this and but can I ask could I very rapid fire name some colors and you you make a noise and tell me yes let's try let's, it let's see let's, let's see without let's, me knowing the system. Without right. you knowing the system at all, and we're well, probably going is... to offend many artists, but I think well, this is important. So, green. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that's lovely. That's a, that's very nice. Um, a, a maroon. Mm-hmm. Yes, Quite... that's definitely maroon. That's definitely oh grey. Uh... <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, or, like really bright orange. <laughs> <laughs> and okay. And one last one. I'm gonna go for a very weird one. Puce. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is exactly what puce is. Well, I mean, Tom, that was fantastic, and I think, um, I think not only very fascinating, but I think also very useful, and, and I hope, um, you know, uh, uh, obviously not useful if it is about people who sell blinds because I yeah, think, sorry about that. I if think Darren, if, if that but that, what are we meant to do? And, and I don't know. We don't know how, if, if Darren has been wronged with some really terrible Venetian blinds, it's very possible. And in which case I feel that Darren hasn't given us the information to really answer that. But I think if they mean, yeah. Oh, I, I suppose the ending we didn't say um, is he said, how do you tell a blind man? Is there a, any different rules? Uh, we don't want to sort of get into any kind of, uh, gender specifics here but are there any rules if it's not a, a man maybe if it's a, a a child even i think if it's a child um i, th- I think basically you can just say stuff quicker because you yeah, can understand great, stuff yeah. more yeah. yeah so you can yeah. just you know and i would say darren if it was about the person selling blinds the man selling blinds come to our restaurant and look at the blinds there because they're beautiful actually make sounds when you touch them to tell them, tell, tell people what colour they are. Yeah. And you can you know, have a great time foraging for your own food afterwards, you know, yeah. a, half a stick of chewing gum underneath someone's seat and, yeah. It's, it's, it was, a, I, I, you know, it's an unforgettable experience. And I, and yeah. I, I should, should just check, Darren wasn't there last Wednesday, was he? You, you know, no, no, there. but he, no, actually I was going to say he's coming next Wednesday, but I only know what you did last Wednesday. So I, I forgot that yeah, sure. aspect. Well, listen, yes. Tom, it's been, it's been such a delight having you on the show. And thank you. Thank you for answering Darren's, I think a very tricky question. Yeah. Um, you know, but, but I suppose axolotls have, you know, they probably listen to a lot of podcasts. They've got a lot of questions about, about the world. Um, so I very much appreciate that. And, and good luck with, good luck with it. I mean, you're doing a lot. Good luck with the whales. Good luck with the thank restaurant. You. Thank you. Um, good luck with whatever you do next Wednesday, which obviously you have no no idea about yet. No, I I never know. I never have any plans for next Wednesday, um, just in case something happens that I have to remember after it's happened for someone else. Of course, of course. Well, good. I hope that goes well. That's thank you in Welsh. This Thanks so much to Tom for not only answering an axolotl named Darren's questions, 
Hang on a second, we had a clever fish reviewing the show this week too, but how many of you are animals or fish actually listen to this show? I mean, you are, of course, all welcome. I just can't even work out how any of you would put headphones on. Anyway, thanks to Tom for answering Darren's questions, and I'm very excited about all the whale music that he's helping to put together too, and I can't wait to hear it. Um, Darren, if you aren't happy with your answer, you're an axolotl, so, you know, just sort of whisper about it in a pond or something so I don't have to hear it. If you have any questions you need answering on the show, especially Christmas ones, own made-up jokes you like read out, or anything else at all, really, please get your squeaky barbers, I'm sorry, grown-ups, to help you email us at podcast at comedyclub4kids.co.uk. Check out when our live shows are near you at comedyclubforkids.co.uk and grab enough t-shirts to hibernate in from comedyclubforkids.store. Right, now, I've not actually managed to move to find out where all the walls and doors and windows have gone because I'm wearing so many clothes, when I tried to get up, I just rolled over. And the problem is, with no walls, I I carried on rolling. And then because it's icy outside, I also sort of slid for a while. And anyway, long story, not as long. I didn't actually move, but then I sort of moved and I only really stopped when I crashed into a wall. A wall, I have to say, I recognise all too well. That's right. This wall that I'm stuck next to, it used to be one of the walls at Comedy Club for Kids HQ. Oh, and there's one of our windows. And a door. Oh, I wish I could get up to find out what was going on, but I'm just wearing too many clothes. What I can do is shout, though. Hey! Hey! Who's who's taking all my walls and doors and windows? Show yourself! Hello. Nice to see you again. Again? Hang on, let me lift up these 15 hats that are covering my eyes after all the rolling. Let me help. Oh, thanks. I recognise you. I bumped into you at the local shop the other day and you said you just moved into the area. Yes, that's right. And you were very lovely and welcomed me and then said if I ever needed anything, then me casa, su casa, my home is your home. Oh, no. And I did need quite a lot of things, like walls and doors and windows, so I took you up on your offer. I didn't mean it literally. I need my walls, doors and windows back, please. It's blooming freezing now. Well, that's very rude. You're rude? Hmm. Okay, then. It's going to take me a little while to put it all back. And I suppose I'll have to get some walls, windows and doors from somewhere else. Have you tried the walls, windows and doors shop? Oh, that's a great suggestion. You are very helpful. Let me return these and then I'll slide you back up the road. Thank you. What a silly, silly day. I'll see you all next week, hopefully from a warm CC4K HQ with walls and windows and doors. I'm finished. Already? That was quick. And now time to slide you back. Wait! You have been listening to Comedy Club for Kids Presents. Radio Nonsense! Radio Nonsense! Radio Nonsense! Radio Nonsense! Radio Nonsense! nonsense. It's the end.